Alright, alright, let's get the horns up with me, Animesh and Peter. Yup, it's good that we're doing this face-to-face again, man. Telephonic conversations just don't cut it sometimes, right? Oh, I'm really glad to be doing this. It's only that long you can talk into a piece of plastic. Yeah, completely agree with you. So, uh, the both of us have had quite a hectic start of the new year. So hectic that it's taken us more than two weeks to talk music together. Where have you been, man, Peter? I know you attended quite a good gig recently. Yeah, in addition to a work week from hell that I had last week, I capped it off by watching the amazing uh, band from Germany called The Ocean Collective. How was it? One word. Mind-blowing. I mean, I can still just see the strobes and the entire lights. That's one of the best audio-visual experiences I've had in a venue like Above the Habitat. I mean, you've played there, right? I've never played at Above the Habitat wow. yet. Okay. Uh, so that hopefully that'll change in 20, 2019. I don't know with whom. Uh-huh. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm really surprised you haven't played as it. That place has kind of become the Raz, or okay. the Raz replacement, uh, as I'd like to put it, for gigs. But coming back to the Ocean Collective, man, the vocalist, Loic Rossetti, the energy that that guy has, I mean... To the entire set that they played of 90 minutes, I think he was crowd surfing about four or five times. And they just went on. One of the few bands I've seen that did two encores. But Mm -hmm. this was something that everyone in the audience connected with. What was the turnout like? I'd say 100-ish. I'm not sure exactly. I haven't spoken to the organizers yet post the show. A crowd surfing with 100 odd people? (laughs) I'm telling you, th- th- this band really got everyone going and kind of connected. There was not one person I saw just like looking into their phone as most people do when they're bored during gigs and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Everyone was on. People were like cheering on for each of their songs. These were hardcore fans. So uh, the 90-minute set list, good mix of all their stuff or was it largely to uh, promote the new album that they released in 2018? So... For people who've been following the Ocean Collective would know that in 2014, they had quite an up and down uh, trip to India. So this time, they came all guns blazing. They were touring off their new album. So definitely, they had uh, played a few songs from there. But they also dug deep into their discography. I mean, they've been around for over a decade, eight albums in. So they played a good mix of everything. Did the crowd leave uh, the venue happy? The crowd didn't let them go. I mean, there's a reason why they ended up playing two encores and still people didn't have enough. I'm pretty sure if they played 30 minutes more, people have still stayed despite the timing and things like that. So, Animesh, what's your 2019 been like so far? How's the last couple of weeks been? (laughs) Not all that great, but hopefully the rest of the year is much better. Speaking of which... uh, yeah, it's a very bad, lazy segue, but I've committed to it. So, yeah, speaking of which, let's talk about our expectations for the rest of the year. Up for it? Yeah, man, definitely. Let's go. Let's get this show rolling. All right. So the last episode was spent reliving the past. So in episode three, which is this episode, we are staring into our crystal balls to figure out what 2019 holds for metal. We've each got a few albums we are looking forward to, and we'll wrap things up with a wish list for the year. Sounds good, Pete? Yep. Got my list ready here. 
Okay, so let's begin with the albums we are looking forward to in 2019. Peter, lay your list out, man. Okay, so first up is a death metal band from Montreal. They're called Akurian. It has quite a stacked lineup. On vocals, they've got Mike DeSalvo, the ex-Cryptopsy member, and also members of the death metal band Neuraxis. Now, they've been working on their album for a few years, and from their last Facebook update, they will be coming out with their album this year. With an all-star lineup like that, I'm sure it's going to be a smashing release. It's interesting you mention a Facebook update because I just did a quick Google and the last tweet was in fact in 2017 that says drums, guitars and bass are just about finished. More news coming soon. That's from their ID which is at the rate Acurian Official. We're talking about the same band, right? Because hopefully that Facebook update you followed was in 2018, not yep. 2017. So that was just a couple of weeks back. Uh, Mike posted up on their Facebook because they've been quiet for most of 2018. So that was just an update. They've been quiet for quite a long time because on their band camp, they just have one single and that too from 2015. Yet Ye See Them Not is the title of that song. And I loved it because it starts off with bass. And the bass has been pushed up front and center in the mix. I love them already. Yeah, I I think you. Uh, I had a feeling you would like uh, a band like that. So, veteran members from the Montreal underground scene, definitely something we're gonna check out this year. All right, so that's a Korean. What's next? Up next is switching gears a bit. Is a heavy metal act Haunt. Now oh, I love them. Oh, I think they were part. They were almost part of your list. Uh, yeah, they were fabulous album in. Uh, around August 2018 that was called Burst Into Flames. So for those of you who don't know the band, started out as a solo project of uh, the frontman from Beastmaker, Trevor William Church, and they've already released a single from their album, If Icarus Could Fly. The album will be out on Shadow Kingdom Records in May, and from the couple of singles that I've heard so far, this album is surely going to kick some ass. Yeah, man. It's it's reliving that uh, Randy Rhodes era, Aussie kind of sound. Um, their first single that they released, or the first track that they released, was called Run and Hide. And I think that should be their lead single. It's so energetic. But it's very early to tell. But I'm keeping my ears peeled for this one, for sure. But one thing I do have to point out here, the last album is August 2018. It's not even going to be a year until the new album. What do you expect? Uh, from what I expect, it's going to be really in a similar range. And I think Trevor's taking it back to the, like the 80s or the 70s and 80s where you had like bands like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest releasing albums every year. And that was something really to look forward to. So, yeah, definitely keep an ear out for Haunt If Icarus Could Fly out in May on Shadow Kingdom Records. Up next on my list is another Canadian act, Tomb Mold. One similarity between Haunt and them is last year they also put out their album and it was almost in my top 10 called Manner of Infinite Forms. Mm -hmm. Easily one of the most vicious albums I heard last year. The update from their label 20 Bucks Spin is that there'll be a new release from them. Not sure if it's going to be an EP or an album, but I'm sure this is going to kick ass still. Yeah, the update stated that the recording process will begin early this year. And that's all the news that's been released on it. 
but then again if it's an album it's a very short gap between albums and um maybe their songwriting mavericks or maybe there's something like buckethead who releases a new album practically almost every month <laughs> yeah quite prolific guys these are cuz they just released an ep uh, a few weeks ago so yep these guys really uh making the full advantage of being in the cold i guess <laughs> <laughs> all right what's next two away from the end of my list is the epic doom metal act cryptic sermon now it's been a while since their last release which was truly the epic out of the garden they brought back that early trouble candle mass fans of those bands would really enjoy this album and i'm really looking forward on this upcoming release what they bring new to the table because it's been quite a while since their last release who knows how things have changed for them yeah completely lovely songwriting beautiful riffs all i'm hoping for is slightly better production quality i mean the last album was definitely built for cassettes and that's not a knock on them but that sound could use a little bit of polish what do you think uh, so i think they weren't going for those louder sounds i mean most of the sound wars that oh definitely using. not it's not i'm not knocking on them for not having the loudness war wala kind of mastering is just that you know it had a slight hiss like how you would get when you're listening to cassettes yeah. <laughs> i'm oh maybe yeah. i'm just being too picky <laughs> we all remember those days when you waited for a couple of seconds for the cassette to kick in <laughs> yeah yeah and now rounding my list up is the band that people still don't know in the indian scene who the hell they are and where the hell they came from yes i'm talking about heathen beast no we know that they are from kolkata it states that on their bandcamp page <laughs> but that's the only thing we know about these guys we still don't know who they are exactly hey animesh aren't you also from calcutta no i'm not i happen to be part bengali but i'm not from kolkata because i'm not heathen beast <laughs> sorry but that thought kind of crossed my mind you know black metal mysterious uh no i play in solar dt dude not heathen beast heathen beast cholbena Wh- whoever they are they've made quite a name for themselves i loved the drowning of the elfin god and scam um what can you tell us about the new heathen beast i know they've got a single out which is called bloody sabari mala uh that's already reached our years in december so oh yeah what's next i hope a new album because one thing i really admired about this band is they have big big balls i mean they do not care about anything political and social issues that are facing our country and i'm so glad they are back bang on track just what we needed probably with the elections coming up who knows what they got up their sleeve man yeah their twitter actually suggests a new ep titled get this it's called gao mata <laughs> so all you guys grind your loins and get ready get a load of this
so that was the latest single from Heathen Beast. And that capped up my picks of the five albums I was looking forward to this year, 2019. What about you, Anamesh? What you got up your list? All right. So kickstarting my list, I've got Devin Townsend and his new album, which will release March 29th. It's called Empath. It'll release via Inside Out Music and in typical dev style. You can get it on CD, 2 LP CD, and there's a limited edition 2 CD pack as well. There's a very interesting quote from his press release or his statement, which I would like to read out. And he says, and I quote, As such, this record is different to any record that I have released thus far. And trying to get people on board for what it is versus what it isn't, I think needs to be dealt with in a different way. So Pete, here's the question to you. What era or sound of dev are you hoping for? What version of Devin Townsend will be here on Empath? Well, if I have to use my heart and not my mind, I'm always going to look out for that strapping young lad sound. I'm a fanboy, man. I really wept the day they put that project to bed. But with using my mind, I'm really looking forward to probably the stint they had with Addicted, Ghost, you know, those four albums. Even those four albums, each album was a different beast, man. Each album was a different sound. You had completely chill sound with Key. Yeah. You had a nice poppy metal kind of sound with Addicted. You had a completely mental sound with Deconstructed. I still remember listening to and all Ghost four of them. And was just absolutely serene and calm and peaceful. And that's the beautiful part about Devin. You have no idea what to expect next. Yeah, it's it's also really weird, or not weird actually, it's pretty cool that uh, Empath will feature a lot of cameos and supporting artists. So Townsend is being joined on this album by Steve Vai. That's great. No surprise. Uh, Annika comes back for vocals, which is lovely. Anup Sastri is there. Who's playing drums with Sky Harbor for a short stint on their tour to Australia. More than Anup Sastri, I think the one name that's really going to turn a lot of heads is Chad Kroger. Nickelback's Chad Kroger. That that just had me scratching my head wondering what he's going to do on the album. And I know for sure there'll be a choir on it somewhere as well. I think Devin also talked about it in his recording chronicles on Twitter or one of his updates that he had. And what I'm also looking forward to is the fact that we are going to be seeing how the music was made because the dude who did the vlogs for the behind the scenes of uh, the previous Devin Townsend Project album is doing similar video series again. Uh, shout out to Zim. I don't know his, I don't know if that's his actual name or not, but I really enjoyed watching that because Devin Townsend is just so super interesting to study and to figure out his creative process. And you have no idea what he's actually going to do. I'm pretty sure he also wakes up one day and kind of says, hey, let's try doing this. Why else would you have three separate drummers on the album? Yeah, man, completely. I'm also kicked about the fact that we're going to watch him live. High five to that. We might be one of the first few people to hear a bit about Empath, considering we will be seeing him before the album releases and at the start of the tour. Yeah, but we are seeing him acoustic. How does that translate? Maybe does he throw a surprise? I don't know. It's Devin Townsend. We don't know what to expect. I'm hoping he pulls an opera sing. 
Digipack for you, CD for you, <laughs> LP for you. <laughs> oh man, that would be so awesome. And uh, again, here's the weird thing: I can actually picture him doing that. He'll probably gift somebody a fart machine. <laughs> Who knows, man? Anyways, so that was Devin Townsend Empath. That's my most. Uh, that's the album that I'm looking forward to the most in 2019. Next up, I've got the Deftones. Yes, uh, in December last year, California's very own Deftones confirmed new music. Their last studio album was 2016 score. And their next disc will be the band's ninth album overall. Uh, message boards, forums, Reddit, everyone speculating that we'll hear a raw sound given an interview with frontman Chino Moreno, where he said that guitarist Stephen Carpenter will be more involved in the songwriting. So personally, I'm hoping for groovier, heavier music, similar to the 2003 self-titled album, which had a single like Hexagram from it. What do you think, man? I was a huge fan of Koino Yokan, so I'm looking forward to a lush production or sound like that. What okay. did you think of Gore? I thought Gore was. It didn't really hit the spot. I felt uh, I felt Gore had too much of Chino in it, and why I say that is because it sounded very similar to his side projects or I don't know if he, if he considers them side projects but things like crosses etc it sounded more in that landscape so I'm definitely looking forward to Stephen being more involved in the songwriting process because that guy knows how to just come up with really good groovy riffs and you add Chino on top of it and that's what to me is the Deftones magic sound rather than just the synth-heavy production that went into Gore. I'm also really looking forward to what Abe Cunningham does on the album because I think he's really underappreciated as a drummer. He's the one who's holding that entire band together. That guy is a groove monster and he is by far one of the most effective drummers I've heard name any band. I'm hoping more than anything else that India will show up on their touring list. Oh man, definitely. I really hope that comes true because um, I've seen them live once and till date, I would think that would be the most energetic gig I've ever been to. Anyway, so that is the Deftones. Next up on my list, and I'm not joking here, it's Baby Metal. What? Yeah, Baby Metal. I mean, I know that Rob Halford likes them and stuff like that, but baby metal? Yeah, completely baby metal. It's been five years since we've been exposed to the madness that is baby metal. And I'm really interested to see how this band can help get more listeners into metal because that is something that they are doing. They are selling out shows. They are playing stadiums. They went out and played Walk-In and other metal festivals last year. They're getting a good positive reaction from crowds. I definitely think they have something up on their sleeve. And shit you not, that live band of theirs, they own. Oh yeah, I've watched quite a few shows like that, so I can agree. There's a reason why they're opening for bands like Judas Priest. Exactly. And the core three, the three kids as such, there has been a change. 
a UE metal, which is, I think, the youngest of them, I'm not sure, um, whatever. She's left the band, and there doesn't seem to be a full-fledged replacement yet. What's also interesting is the fact that the three of them um, aren't being looked at as, you know, replaceable models. So it's not, the band isn't really functioning as a boy band kind of a sound. They're actually going for a band band right. sound. So that's some respect to them. And yeah, I'm actually interested in what the new baby metal record will be like. So any idea when that's coming out? Not at all. Not at all. They did release a couple of singles last year. So given their trajectory, I think we'll see something by the middle of the year or uh, just around summer when the big uh, shows in Europe, etc. Because they'll definitely be targeting those on their live lists. Yeah, ma makes sense. They do around uh, the festivals in promotion of the album, for sure. Yeah. Wait, that's three down. What's up next on your list? Okay, I'll bring you people, purists. Even I'm a purist. Maybe I'm not. How can I be if, I like, if I'm looking <laughs> forward to baby metal? Anyways. <laughs> reality has dawned on Animesh. He's not a purist anymore. Like Maybe he never was. All the, all the black metal fans are like, fuck this. Switch yeah, on. yeah. Anyways. Uh, so let's let's bring back things to a bit more traditional sound. Yeah, King Diamond is in the studios. Yes, we're uh, I know. Yes, we're already getting a new live album by the band this month. That's called Songs for the Dead Live, and it features Abigail performed in full and a few Merciful Fate tracks as well. So cool. But uh, what's the speculation behind a new album? Well. Uh, King himself stated that he's been busy in the studio recording vocals and to add to that, guitarist Andy LaRoque has recently stated that he's been busy recording as well. And he says that the new album is shaping up to be a two-part album and that the theme is a 1920s mental institution. I'm excited. I am actually excited. And this is exactly what you'd expect from an act like King Diamond. The Definitely. The granddaddy, as I'd like to tell He's the master about. storyteller. We are all his puppets. I don't think I have anything more to add to that. So, what's the last on your list? Okay, so for my last one, I'm switching back sounds. I'm coming back into the modern metal space. Uh, I'm going with Astronoid's self-titled sophomore release, Astronoid. It's going to be released on February 1st via Blood Music. I'm a huge fan of this band, man, especially since I first heard them, I think in 2016, which was their EP, and then that debut album of theirs, Air. That was one of uh, my favorite releases of that particular year. I really hope they avoid the sophomore curse with this one. And I have nothing else but to agree with you, man. That album, I recently acquired it on uh, CD. Mm -hmm. I still remember listening to their first single from Air, and just being blown apart by how expansive their sound was and how well they kind of used it. Just the guitars, because you are so used to the power chords and just the distortion and everything, but just how beautiful they made the whole thing sound. Yeah, completely. And again, I'm going back into a quote which uh, their singer-guitarist Brett Boland uh, released at the time of announcing the album. He says... 
and I quote, after the completion of our sophomore album, we feel we have ventured further out of our comfort zone and created something special. Okay, his words, completely his words. Now, there have been a couple of singles released. Um, I think they definitely will be avoiding the sophomore slump. But so far, I don't really hear them leaving their comfort zone, which isn't a bad thing at all because the band sounds superb as is. And I don't want them to, you know, actually try and uh, reinvent the wheel or something of that sort. Let them just use this album to find their own sound and mature. It should be uh, Ride the Lightning, right? It should be the next step, and the next logical step. And if you look at it also, the band have been touring with acts like Tesseract. So I'm hoping some of that rubs off on them in a way, just their whole songwriting, possibly. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But I, d I wouldn't want them to, like, you know, go so out of their comfort zone that it stops sounding like Asteroid. Because I love that sound. Be beautiful. At least I've enjoyed the two singles that have been released so far. So a couple weeks more, we're going to be hit up with this album. So that was my take on those singles. Let's play one of them for you right now. And why don't you decide what you think about Asteroid's new sound? Or what they're calling their new sound.
So that was Astronoid's I Dream in Lines. And personally, I can't wait to hear what the rest of the album sounds like. That's something that I'm looking forward to. It's going to be released on February 1st. Now, Peter, those were our top 10, the 10 artists that we're looking forward to for new music the most in 2019, convoluted sentence. Anyways, um, there's also a long list of artists or bands that are currently in production or it's speculated that they're in production and we should anticipate new music from them in 2019, but it's all speculation at this point in time. We really don't know whether new music will be released, right? Yeah, and from what I've read so far, 2019 is going to, in a way, top 2018 in terms of output of music. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of new music out. So what we are going to do is we're going to run you through some of the bands or some of the artists that are maybe in the studio at the moment. And let's just throw out our quick reactions to what we are expecting from them or whether we are even excited about music from them. Cool? All right, let's get this started. Come on. All right. So we expect new music in 2019 from Amon Amarth. My drinking on is ready. <laughs> Personally, yeah, I hope they step out of their comfort zone. Next up, uh, Gojira. My ears are already ready to get blasted by those drums and pulsating bass. I can't wait to hear what new guitar... Uh, gimmick for lack of a better word they come up with i love that scraping thing that they do man they just own that right i, have no I can't, idea what I can't it is wait I to hear the next iteration of that uh next up baroness i have no idea how they're gonna top purple because i love that album yeah and now that they've gotten some they've again had a band reshuffle of sorts new it. members let's yeah. see how that works for them uh dream theater that that, that one's actually coming out soon that's in february i think yeah, and I'm not a huge fan of the single that I did. It was just too long for my liking. <laughs> yeah, same here. I've been bored with Dream Theater for a really long time. Uh, next up, Rotting Christ. Uh, how much more are they going to be blasphemous? That'll be interesting to see. I don't think they'll be blasphemous at all. The new album, I think, is Heretics. It's called Heretics. I'm a huge Rotting Christ fan and I love what they do, but... Uh, so far, it just seems like it's going to be another album and nothing as spectacular as A Yalo or the previous one, which I can't pronounce was. Okay. Let me take over for a bit. Overkill. We'll get another steady 8 on 10 kind of an album from them. Yeah, they're quite con they've been quite consistent and I'm sure they're going to stick to that pace that they've had. In Flames. Don't know what to expect. I don't have high hopes from the single I heard, man. Th these guys are on the way down. Pop metal is what they've become, man. They were pioneers of the melodic death metal scene. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't know what to expect. Children of Boredom. Hopefully not Children of Boredom. Uh, <laughs> and a fuck ton of keyboards. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Doro. Ah. Uh, could be interesting. I love that cheesiness of her sound last year. She released that one single about metal. Oh yeah, the metal <laughs> anthem kind of song. Yeah, the had. metal anthem. I yeah. enjoyed that, and I and I appreciate. I appreciate that. I appreciate what she's doing at her. Um, yeah, 
I I'm looking forward to it. I think the old schoolers will be thrilled. This one's a nice one, Misery Index. Oh, I can't wait for this one. I hope it's true. I hope we do get a new album from them. This one's going to pummel us into submission for sure. Tire. Again, um haven't heard a lot. I don't know what to expect. I would say cheesy folk metal, but again, let's hope they surprise us. Hammerfall. Again, should be a solid consistent release. At least we'll hit a 7 on 10 if not more. And if I'm not sure, they're already playing Walkin because they love their power metalish kind of songs. Next one up, Nile. Hmm. Hmm. This one's actually tricky. I liked the previous album, but uh, yeah. I just hope they have titles for the songs that we can say on this show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try and get Carl Sanders on the show. Anyone who knows him, hook us up, yo. Yeah, I'd especially want to uh, talk Saurian meditations with him. Yeah, that was a pretty good release. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. All right. Uh, next up, death metal from Blood Incantation. I have no idea how they're going to top that last release, man. Yeah, completely. It's yeah. going to be really tough and I'm looking forward to it. All right. Uh Carcass. This is going to be interesting. Really. I no idea how so many years into their career they're going to churn out something more. And I'm glad they threw out the medical book, man. <laughs> I was tired of kind of listening to those titles, but yeah, this is going to be very very interesting to see how they send out their news are you a fan of old carcass or new carcass ah uh, it's divided i would say old man when it comes to it that's weird i would say new hmm all right i think we have an idea for a next new episode <laughs> yeah all right uh next up i think there's going to be new music from dark throne yep this is going to be quite interesting also considering their recent affinity for thrash and heavy metal so i have no idea what fenders will throw up this time hmm what do you think about opeth this is quite tricky considering they've been listening to a lot of pink floyd i hope they cut the floyd this time man i'm actually intrigued to see where opeth take themselves to maybe yeah i'm i'm actually not hoping for a metal album from them this time What do you think about the new periphery? There is going to be a new periphery that much I know. Um yeah, that's pretty much my reaction to it. I quite enjoyed their last album, so I'm just wondering how they're going to kind of top it or what new they're going to bring to the table this time. Next up, Testament. Again, this will be a solid 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 metal release. Um last year Sam Dunn's company Banger Music they did that guitar uh, almost like an indian idol or an american idol yeah, but yeah, for yeah. guitarists and yeah. alex kolnick was part of the jury and he was still in pristine form so i would love to hear what testament has to come up with next yeah i think he has a lot of riffs up his sleeve and the best is also still coming out of him so yeah this is going to be a really solid release most underrated big thrash metal band completely agree i have no idea why they're not bigger than they already are Yeah man completely bring them down to India again yes <laughs> all right so, so 
are we done with our thing i think we're almost done right no man there's this one big giant elephant in the room wait no no yes of course we have to talk about them man come on really yes we have to we have to i know it's not strictly metal but whatever man the okay okay i'll let you yeah tool i think will be releasing their new album in 2019 their new album is definitely taken longer than chinese democracy someone check me on that yeah tool's latest album is similar to what half life 3 is in gaming we just don't know if it is going to come out ever but there's been a lot of talk recently about how uh, maynard james keenan is apparently done with vocal tracking that the album has already been played to some uh, danny carey fan in his car by danny carey or the fact that uh, somebody said that he's listened to 80% of the album Sebastian Bach has apparently said that he's heard the new Tool album. Um I think if we were in LA we would have probably heard this album also. Uh, I don't know man. I I honestly I don't know. Um A Perfect Circle did come back last year out of the blue. Yeah, which was completely unexpected. Completely unexpected and here is something that people have been waiting 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 for. Let's just hope it delivers. At this point, I just feel they're trolling everyone on social media, man. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, yeah. That'll be very tool-like to do. Just be like, okay, we let's play. Let's see how long we can milk this for all it's worth. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually just did two entire tours or something before releasing the album, but all promoting the fact that they're going to be releasing an album. and they'll probably sell out for all you know they will sell out <laughs> they've already sold out come on you haven't heard uh, undertow then definitely <laughs> anyways so yeah that is by far uh, the biggest release of 2019 if it actually comes true that'll be tools new album but apart from that i think we've got uh, even if they don't release an album We've got a pretty solid year of music to look forward to, eh, Pete? Oh yeah, I want to see probably if we listen to this six months down the line, how many of the bands actually release and our thoughts, just what it is, whether we're still consistent. Maybe we should do like a mid-year recap of this. But yeah, 2019, from what it looks like, is shaping up to be quite a big year. Surprisingly, may even top 2018, which I thought was quite a solid year. Mhm mhm mhm. So let's see what the future holds as for now. That's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for sticking around with us. Uh once again, our Twitter IDs, I'm at @asnoani and I'm Trent Crusher and this is Hans Up. You can find us on Twitter at Hans Up Pod. That's H O R N S U P P O D. And you can also find us on all your favorite podcasting apps. the apple podcast google podcast check us out so until next time raise them horns up horns up guys <laughs>